Thank you for tuning into this week's message from Freedom Church CO in Woodland Park, Colorado. If you want to know more about us, you can visit freedomchurchco.com or follow us on social media at Freedom Church CO. So, Pastor Joe, uh, you know, connected with the Holy Spirit because uh, I just, while we were worshiping, I just heard that Jesus, the healer, is in the house. <clears throat> and Amen. and he's here. Everybody say he's here. He's here. So you know uh, he's healing bodies, but he's also healing hearts. Yes. Okay, there's uh, some folks that have gone through some uh, wounding and rejection, betrayal, uh, some things that uh, I don't know for a fact that you've stuffed it down, but especially if you're a guy. If you're a male, how many males are here? And you know it. You're not confused about that issue. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but we're, we're big about stuffing things down. And um, so, I, you know, I just want just to encourage you that, you know, the Lord has, the Lord has healing for your heart right, right now. And, and the healer is here. And so, if that's you, just just lift your hand, and just lift your hand, okay. And I want to do the same thing, okay. If, in fact, just stand up, okay. If that's you, if you need healing in your, okay. Now, now lift your hand, okay, and put one hand on your heart, all right. Now, now I want the body. Uh, to get around you. And, and don't put your hand down until somebody's laying their hand on you, okay? Don't put your hand down until somebody's praying, praying for you. I want to make sure everybody gets hands laid on them. Jesus, the healer, is here to heal broken hearts. Jesus, the healer, is here to heal broken hearts. He, Jesus is the healer. He said, I'm the healer of the broken heart. There's an anointing to heal broken hearts. In Jesus' name, Father, we release that anointing. We release the uh, healing anointing of Jesus to heal broken hearts. To remove Jesus, you, you bore their pains. R- right now, the Lord's removing the pain. He's removing the pain. He's wiping out the pain. In Jesus' name, Father, there it is, the, the power of the blood, uh, the power of the blood cancels out that bleeding heart. In Jesus' name, the power of the blood cancels out that bleeding heart. And Father, we thank you for healing and cauterizing internally that heart where it's whole again, it hopes again, it believes again, it trusts again, it loves again, and it heals again. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for that. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. And let's lift our hands and just thank you. Father, we thank you for your healing power in this place. Uh, Jesus the healer. Jesus the healer is here. And he bore your pains. And I'm telling you guys, the anointing, uh, the anointing is here to do what Jesus did when he walked the earth. And, and listen, it's, it's not 
okay, there can be physical side effects of that, certainly, but I just want you to know whether you felt anything or not, Jesus already bore your pain. And, and I remember one time uh, we, we went through, uh, we were going through a $9 million frivolous lawsuit and over counseling that got dropped later. Okay, and we were trying to help them. We were trying to help a family stay together and, and um, you know, we got accused of all kinds of things, and, but it, got, it all got dropped. But, we, but that gave rise to an involuntary church plant, otherwise known, known as a church split, where, where my worship leader took a third of my congregation, went down the street and started another church. And I was, and I, I'd forgiven them, okay? I'd forgiven them. But I'm driving down the highway and uh, on I-35 or on, two, on Highway 287 in, in, um, in North Texas. And, and I said, God, I know I've forgiven them, but I'm dying. I'm bleeding on the inside. And the Lord said, didn't I say that I was sent to heal the brokenhearted? And... and so I said, yeah, he said, he said, you need to allow me to heal your heart. And the same healing power that heals your physical bodies will heal your hearts. And I just heard the Lord say while I was praying for you, okay, that he removed the pain. And, and the memory of that thing will be there. But, you know, I was bleeding. I was, I was in pain internally. <laughs> And it was like God removed that when I let him heal my heart. And it was a process of time. And, uh, but I just want you, I, I want you to know, uh, and he led me to, in fact, in fact, that was in 1994 when I went to the first, uh, Andrew's first minister's conference that I attended. And uh, we went up the mountain one way and came down another way. And, and uh, we had an encounter. Uh, that's when Andrew talks about us getting drunk in the spirit. And, <laughs> And uh, when I had hair, you know, it was all <laughs> over the place. And, and, uh, but the bottom line was that the Lord healed my, healed my heart. And, and, I, and his blood cauterizes your heart internally from, from, from that disappointment and that pain. And, and the Lord cares about this, guys. He, in fact, a sound heart is life to the body. And God, God wants you healed. Amen? Yes. Praise God. And, and, and healing, healing is and, and, and is available, and I believe Jesus brought healing to you. Uh, so uh, I want to get into the word, uh, 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to look at that. And, uh, but before I do, I want to tell you a funny. Is that okay? A merry heart does good like a medicine. So... Uh, So this steel company that was feeling it was time for a shakeup, they hired a new CEO. And so the new boss was determined to, get, to rid the company of all slackers. And so, um, and so on a tour of the facilities, the CEO noticed a guy leaning against the wall. And the room was full of workers and he wanted to let them know that he really meant business. And so he asked the guy, he said, how much money do you make? 
per week. And, and a little surprised, the young man looked at him. He said, well, I make $400 a week. Why? The CEO said, just wait right here. So he walked back to his office, came back in two minutes, handed the guy $1,600 and said, now here, here's four weeks pay. Now get out and don't come back. Feeling pretty good about himself right about now. Looked around, he looked around the room and asked, does anybody want to tell me what that goofball did around here? <laughs> from across the room, a voice said, he was a pizza delivery guy from Domino's. <laughs> Yeah, he showed him, didn't he? <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, I want to connect with, with what your pastors have been sharing about on just this whole theme of activate. And I just want to activate you tonight. Is that okay? Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit activate you. And so, you know, I believe the gifts are going to operate and, and already have, but they, they will continue to do so, First so, uh, Corinthians twelve, and verse one, uh, the Apostle Paul says, "Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant." And the word "gifts" is italicized, so it just means the, inter the uh, translators added it. It would certainly include gifts because he's talking about gifts in in, the, in this chapter. But he's talking about the move of the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. He doesn't want you to be ignorant. And, you know, I don't know an element of spiritual life in the church that, that we're more ignorant about today. And uh, a lot of it's because you have a few dominating, prophetic, pathetic people. And I don't mean well, prophetic people are pathetic. My wife is prophetic, so uh, she may be watching right now. <laughs> You're not, you're not pathetic, honey. You're prophetic. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, anyway. But, you know, if they can, they can uh, my pastor, Bob Nichols, said that prophetic people can be like 18-wheelers on your tail, that it's never enough move of the Spirit, never enough gifts of the Spirit. And so as you teach, Pastor Joe and Tessa, as you teach on the gifts of the Spirit, the prophetic people, Man, they come alive like hallelujah. But then how many they want but then then they want to always top the last service with something else, right? And then sometimes the spirit of God is just saying uh, just teach the word and let me confirm the word. And so we're word and spirit people, right? And and, and so and I love the move of the spirit, man. It's it's awesome. And and I love prophetic people. We need them, man. We uh, because they help us uh, recognize what the Spirit of God is doing and, and uh, what, he's, what He's saying at this time. And, and man, I, I, I love that. Um, but, you know, God did not give you... How many of you are prophetic? Where, where's all my prophetic folks? Lift your hand. You're not ashamed of it. Okay. So we need you, but, but God didn't give you your prophetic gift to govern the church. Amen. Or to straighten everybody out. Okay, look, the first thing that happens is when, is when you get something from the Lord, you know, either a word of knowledge about somebody or discerning of spirits or, um, or a word of wisdom, 
you know, he, he didn't, he, did, he first of all gave that to you so you would, you would intercede for them and pray for them. Uh, you know, I've had people come to me, I pastored for 27 years. So I'm not old, I just, you know, pastored, I started young. And, uh, and, and, and we pa- uh, pastored one church for 24 years. And, you know, you have all kinds of things and, and prophetic people come and they, and m- most of the time they're right that God is <clears throat> about what they're saying. They're right that God's saying something, but the, sometimes they interpret it wrong, translate it wrong. I had somebody come to me one time and said, now, <clears throat> these two people, these two staff members are going are gonna to leave your church. Well, it didn't. You know, I'm not possessive of people. If God is sending them off, that's fine. But I didn't, wit- didn't bear witness to me that that was going to happen. But what did bear witness to me was she was right that there was some people going to move it, and, and, she, and some staff people. And, and she was exactly right. But I, but I knew not to just get locked in on, on those two people that she thought it was. Right? It's just like the Apostle Paul trying to go into Asia and then try to go to Bithynia and he couldn't go. And then he had a vision in the night. A man in Macedonia said, come over and help us. And so they, they felt like that we're going to go to Macedonia. They go to the city of, of Philippi in Macedonia. And who was it they connected with? A woman. Now, a prophetic person never would have connected with that woman because they saw a man. And so too many times we're too rigid. Anyway, and, and so I knew this gal was hearing God, but I didn't discern, I didn't feel like it was the, the people that she thought. And sure enough, it was two others. And, but, but that helped me. Right? So we need one another, right? And every, every prophetic person needs a pastor. Prophetic gifts need, need prophets need to be pastored and prophetesses <laughs> need to be pastored. Amen? And, and so, and then another thing, guys, if God's showing you something, let's say in the discerning of spirits, okay, discerning of spirits, it, it's not just an evil spirit, it could be a human spirit. God could show you that, that, um, that somebody's not born again. Or he could show you that some e- evil spirit is influencing somebody, right? How many of you have ever had that about somebody? I mean, he'll show you that and warn you, uh, single people, he'll warn you about who, who not to get too close to. But, um, you know, the thing is, is, is are, we, are we taking what he shows us and, and applying that in a redemptive way. Are you praying for that person? Don't tell me you, you have a pathetic prophetic gift if, if God shows you something about somebody and you don't even take any time to pray for them. You just, you just curse them or you just sentence them to, you know, whatever. And, and, and I've had people come to me and they're prophetic and they tell me, well, this person, you, you watch out for this person. Watch out for that person. Well, I'm now, I'm, you know, if you if you got to follow them, I'm watching out for everybody. Oh, Jesus, you know, and you're walking around on prophetic eggshells <laughs> or pathetic eggshells. I'm not, I'm not walking on your prophetic eggshells. Okay, pray and intercede for that person. And here's the other thing. 
uh, that I didn't intend to talk about. But, but look, if God shows you about somebody, intercede for them, but you can't or a pastor or leader cannot address what you're sensing about that person until something manifests. You can't do it. I had some, somebody come to me one time in my church and we had had three college age girls. Two of them weren't in our church now, but their parents were. Uh, and three of them, uh, one was in our church and two were not. They all, all th three of them got pregnant out of wedlock. And so the good news is that they all kept their babies. Two of them got married, you know, right away. And, and so praise God. Well, this gal comes in and, uh, and, and of course, you know, it, it, it makes it more anointed if you cry. You're, you're more spiritually correct if you cry. <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> she brings her husband in. Pastor. <laughs> Could you just tell me what you want? <laughs> it makes it more real. It makes it more true if she cries. I just, I just, I've come and I'm, I've got to tell you, there's a spirit of lust over this church. And I said, oh, okay, so really? So tell me why you think there's a spirit of lust over the church. So, well, because three of our college age girls, you know, got pregnant out of wedlock. And I said, well, first of all, two of them aren't even attending our church. And... And the good news is they kept their babies, right? And, and, uh, <laughs> and I just want you to understand something about spirits. There is no spirit of anything over any family, over any person, over any organization, unless the leaders are tolerating it or yielding to it. There's no, I don't care what you think you're discerning, Okay, maybe you discerned it rightly, but it's going to manifest somewhere. And I said, okay, so if, if there's a spirit of lust over the church, then someone in leadership, one of the elders or one of the leaders, we're, we're tolerating it, we're yielding to it. Uh, her son happened to be an elder in our church. So I said, Let me, let's, let's start with your son. Do you think he's, doing, he's yielding to that? Her, her husband got up and said, uh, Pastor, I believe we've been mistaken. <laughs> and walked out. But see, I, I, I'm sharing this because, listen, when the Spirit of God starts moving, okay, then people start discerning things and you've got you've to know how to apply this. There is no, even though, I mean, my wife is very prophetic and she'll tell me, watch that person. Okay, well, I'm listening. But I'm not doing anything about it until that person that she tells me to watch, or I might have my leaders watch, but until they manifest something. I can't, I can't deal with it, and you can't deal with it. Prophetic people, listen to me. You can't deal with something until it manifests. That's why the Apostle Paul, uh, he, he let that girl follow him around for uh, two or three days until he cast the devil out of it.
uh, out of her till it manifests. You, you wait, guys, until something manifests. You can't address it or deal with it until it manifests. And there is no spirit of Jezebel or no spirit of other things over a church, over a family, over an individual, unless that person, that individual, that leaders of the family, the parents, or the leaders in a ministry are yielding to, to that spirit or tolerating it. So if you come with your prophetic judgment, you better come with some evidence. Are you hearing me? Guys, I'm trying, I'm trying to help you. Okay, now, now, do we need your gift? Absolutely. You may be discerning the right thing. Well, then the first thing you'd want to do is pray, wouldn't you? Instead of cast your judgment over everybody. Pray. Everybody say pray. Uh, what a novel thought that we do that. And, and, and we'd have a redemptive view towards the people that we're sensing something's wrong with. How many of you have ever had anything that was wrong with any of you? Anybody here? Okay, I mean, I'm going to have an altar call for liars. And we've all yielded to different stuff at different times. And aren't you thankful that people have, that God has patience with us? And that we pray for people and we have a redemptive view towards people. Amen? Now, certainly, I'm going to watch it. I mean, we, you know, my wife had this sense about this one guy that was, in, that came in and he was in our singles ministry and then he started hitting on all the young ladies and we, we jumped on him like white on rice and, and we, you know, got, ran him off because he was a wolf. Well, I mean, so I need that. I need, and we need prophetic people. But listen, don't come to your pastor with all your prophetic things until, until you've prayed over that. And then, and then know that we can't deal with anything. You can't deal with anything until it manifests. Are you hearing me? Until something manifests. And that wasn't in my notes, but that's good stuff. <laughs> Praise God. So God wants us. He, he wants us to, to move and he wants us to know about the move of the Spirit, uh, flow in the, in the move of the Spirit. I, I encourage you to get my book, Flowing in the Supernatural. It's just a handbook. It's a great handbook on on the gifts of the Spirit. And you could go to gregmore.com or you can get it here at Cares Bible College uh, bookstore. And, and it's just, it's, 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 an, it's the best book I've written on that. Only book I've written on it, but <laughs> hallelujah. So look at Galatians 3, verse 5. Galatians 3, verse 5 says, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law, some religious formula, or by the hearing of faith? How does he do it? How, 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 do, how do miracles happen? It's by the hearing of faith. Okay, so one of the best places to develop your sensitivity to the voice of God is in, the, in two, two places, or in giving, number one, number two, in, in the gifts of the Spirit. Just listen to the Holy Spirit. And this, how our, again, he said, he who supplies the Spirit to you, and that word supply, there is the word epikoriego in the Greek. And it just simply means the choreography of the Spirit. Uh, it's, like, it's like what your pastors did tonight. This is a choreography of the Spirit. I, I, I love that. I mean, 
I used, we used, that's how our church did things. It was awesome. I just mess with people sometimes. The Holy Spirit said, I want you to preach first. <laughs> just mess with them, man. And then, <laughs> and then do, and then worship last. Well, we can't do that. Yeah, we can. Hallelujah. If you just follow the Holy Spirit, man, things will start happening and shake things up a little bit. And, uh, and, and, we, and we see the Spirit of God move. Well, that, how, how many of you want the choreography of the Spirit? You want, you, want, you, want to be, you want to connect with what the Spirit of God's doing, okay? How many of you want to see miracle signs and wonders in your lives? Isaiah 8.18 said, I and the children of, uh, of the Lord, they are for signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are supposed to be following you. You're not supposed to be following signs and wonders. But how does that happen? How does it happen? It's by the hearing of faith. It's by the hearing of faith. It, it's, it's, you get an impression, you know, and, and we, we, we want to be perfect. We want to, everything's got to be just right. I've got to make sure, you know, I've got to hedge all my bets, you know. But no, you just missed it. Okay, that's the thing that's stopping you from uh, the choreography of the Spirit. It's stopping you from miracle signs and wonders. We're supposed to uh, manifest miracles, signs and wonders. Are you hearing me? Yes. Luda, the Spirit of God is on you, girl. You're going to prophesy and, 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 and preach and teach. God's going to confirm his word with signs following, but miracles are going to happen through your life. Oh, notable miracles are going to happen through, through your life and ministry. But how does it happen, guys? It's, it, we just, we're just got to be willing to take the risk and step out and, and, and follow those impressions that the Spirit of God speaks to us as long as it doesn't violate the word. That's why we need to have a relationship with God in the word. But our, our problem was we're playing it too stinking safe. We're playing it too safe. We're, the Bible, uh, the, man, God wants us to uh, produce miracles, but we're playing it too safe. You're not, you're playing it too safe. I'm talking to you, yes. You're playing it too stinking safe. You're sitting on your hands on your blessed assurance. Get off your hands, man, and get out and lay hands on somebody. You know, how difficult really is it if God prompts you to pray for somebody at Walmart for you just to go, could I, could I pray for you? Well, you never met them, so what if they tell you no? That's not gonna be the worst rejection that you ever had. I mean, what do you have to lose? If God's impressing you to do something or pick up the phone and, and, and call Pastor Joe and Tessa and say, you know, hey, I just want you to know I appreciate you and, and I, and, and I want to give you an offering. I want to give you $1,000, well, you know, or 500 or 100 or what. But uh, in fact, I'm just going to be bold enough to say that God's been speaking to somebody to do that. It gets quiet in here. When we... <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I love pastors because I are one and, and I, know where, I know where they are. You know, man, we've received 
huge offerings when we had guest speakers come in, huge offerings. And it was like, man, I mean, $10,000 and $20,000. And it's like, Jesus, when's my turn? Man, this guy came in and blew in and blew out in an hour and got $10,000. And, and I got to stay with all these folks. No, I know you're called to do it, praise God. But at least you feel for the moment, Clay, you know, that I want to be the guy that blows in blows out and gets a $10,000. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to clean up any, any sheep messes. Or, or I don't have to get goat butted, you know. And, you, know you know what goat, goats are, right? Goats butt. I, I love my husband, but. I love my pastor, but. I believe by his stripes I'm healed, but. Whatever is on the other end of your butt is what you really believe. Goats, goats, goats. Thank you, Jesus. I want to get the goats saved. Thank you, Lord. But he just told you there in Galatians 3, verse 5, how we're going to have miracles. It's by the hearing of faith. Faith comes by and hearing by, so what does that mean? You get an impression from the Lord and you measure it by the word. It, it, it's, not, you, it's not you get an audible voice, you get an impression, okay? And, and you measure that by the word. Does it, how does it line up with 1 Corinthians 13, four through eight? Love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, doesn't boast. It's not proud, not rude. It always believes, always hopes, always trusts. And how does it line up with Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the, the fruit of the Spirit, is, which that is the nature of Jesus. Love, joy, peace, patience, uh, goodness, kindness, all of those things. How, how, how does that impression line up with the character of Jesus? And if it doesn't violate it, what do you have to lose? Step out, my brother and sister, and that's how we're gonna see miracles. It's by the hearing of faith, and faith comes by and hearing by, so, the, so you measure what you hear by the word, and if it doesn't violate the word, you, you step out, and, you, and you'll see miracles. I'm telling you, I know this church is, is born for miracles. You guys, there's going to be notable, notable miracles in this place, but it's not going to happen you sitting on your hands. Playing it safe. You know, it's not gonna happen. You got you you're playing it too stinking safe. Now, you we all believe the we all believe uh, John 14, 12. He that believes on me, how many of you believe in Jesus? He said, The works that I do, you'll do also. How many of you know how many of you want to do Jesus' works? And and greater works than these will we do? Well, how are you going to do Jesus? How are you going to do the works that Jesus did 
when 40 to 50% of the works that he did were gifts of the Spirit. If you're not gonna, if you're not, if you're gonna play it so safe and never step out and, and follow the impressions of the Holy Spirit, how are you gonna do it? You're not. You're not gonna do 40 to 50% of the works that Jesus did playing it safe. Look, Jesus turned water into wine at the wedding at Cana, right? Was that a miracle? Okay, he just said, fill the water pots up and, and then pour out. And, and he turned water, water into wine. Uh, listen, guys, he didn't preach the Sermon on the Mount to them. He just gave them, he, all he had, he had a word of wisdom, <clears throat> right? Then the healing of the 10 lepers. He didn't, he didn't preach John 14, 15, 16 to them first. He just said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. To the blind man, where Jesus, the blind man at the, you know, uh, at the pool of Siloam, Jesus spit. Did you know Jesus had a spitting ministry? There's one place that said he spat on the guy's eyes. Didn't even use mud. Put that in your reserved pipe and smoke it. <laughs> he would have got sued today. But he, he, put, he put, he did not, he put mud on the guy's eyes, told, told him, you go wash in the pool of Siloam. He's a blind guy with mud on his eyes with, made by Jesus' spit. And then, and he tells him to go. He didn't even help him get there. <laughs> How did Jesus know to spit in the clay, put it on the guy's eyes, and tell him what pool to go to? He heard by the Spirit what to do. But he did not preach a message to him. Do people need the gifts of the, do people need the Word of God? Yeah, but look, guys. Here in 1 Corinthians 12, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant about the things of the Spirit. And he spends three chapters de-ignorantizing us. <laughs> Informing us, right? That I'm preaching to you from the Word. This is the Word, right? But we put it, we got, we, you know, you, I'm a teacher, okay? But, but teachers... They think all the answers to everybody's problem is a Bible study. And sometimes, I've, I'm, I'll tell you some stories, but sometimes the people aren't going to listen to Andrew's CD or Pastor Joe and Tessa's CD or MP3 or whatever thing you plug in now. Uh, they're not going to listen to that. They need the gifts of the Spirit. Now, do they need the Word? Yeah, but sometimes... The entry point into the kingdom and it, it is healings, signs and wonders and miracles. And how's that gonna happen, guys? And it's not just in the church. How's it gonna happen if we're sitting on our hands? How's it gonna happen if we're playing it too safe? Good preaching, Pastor Greg. To the woman at the well. He didn't preach a message to her. Go, go get your husband. Well, I don't have one. Yeah, you're right. You've had five and the one you're with right now is not your husband. Amen? I mean, he didn't preach to her there. And then, and then she got saved, went and got the whole city 
saved. So Jesus didn't just preach and teach the word. He operated in the gifts. And how are you and I going to do the works he did? And all, the only thing we reference point we have is I'm going to preach and teach. When 40 to 50% of the works that, that Jesus did was gifts of the spirit. And, I, and, and guys, forget this thing about the, the, the great, awesome, super dupers on the stage. Okay, we are to be equipping you and, and certainly we should have gifts and we should, should demonstrate the gifts, but the, but the purpose is to equip you to go out and do the works and, and er, your everyday life. How's it gonna happen, guys, if you're not available? And, and if you're sitting on your hands, you're playing it too safe. If you wanna call this message something, you're playing it too safe. <laughs> You're playing it too safe. Look at your neighbor. Say, he might just be talking to you. Okay, so how do, how do we get started? This whole series is about activate. So how, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very essentially practical, Okay. I'm a pastor, so I, 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 I like things practical. So how, do I get, how can you get started? Anybody interested in getting started? Yes, Anybody interested with sign, see signs, wonders, and miracles? Yes. Okay, the guy with a hat. Is it Noah? Judah. Judah, okay, Judah. All right, well, I came close. <laughs> okay, Judah... The Spirit of God is on your life. It is on your family. And you guys are attractors to the kingdom of God and to Jesus. And, and there are going to, there's going to begin to increase in your lives. Uh, there, there's going to be, begin to increase the gifts of the Spirit, signs and wonders. There's an awakening of the voice of God in you. And you're going to begin to operate in these things. Now, you need to understand the reason I'm calling you out. And, and pointing you out is because God trusts you. That you're hearing him. You've already been hearing him. And there's others of you that can take this word. God trusts you. And you need to be step, begin to step out. Uh, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't violate the word, okay, then let's violate the devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Well, you got it right back there. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, so how, does it, how, do, how do you start? Well, you must believe that the gifts, the gifts of the Spirit are for you today. Okay, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to, to only super dupers for the profit of all. No, everybody say to each one. So each one, say each one includes me. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 31. Uh, for, for a few of you can prophesy. No, it says all. Everybody say all. all. Say all can prophesy. Say all can prophesy. And all includes me. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, a teaching, a tongue, a revelation, interpretation. Look, you've got to believe. You, you can't receive healing until you believe that by his stripes you were healed. 
You cannot operate in the gifts until you believe that the gifts are for you. Yes? Okay, and, and people, look guys, people need, their, every person goes through four to six crises in their lives where the word they know, not the word, the word they know is not enough to put them over. And that's when the gifts of the Spirit can kick into gear. How many of you have ever been there? You hit the wall and you just didn't know what to do. Anybody ever been there? Okay, you've got the gifts of the Spirit to help you. But if, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe you've got those gifts, they're not going to operate. But, but I just gave you three scriptures. It's all throughout the Word. This is for you. For you. Then secondly, um, you, you need to become familiar with the gifts. I mean, just go get my book and read chapter 11 about the, the, about the gifts of the Spirit. Well, better yet, just read the Bible. <laughs> or, re, uh, you know, or, you know uh, hang out with other people where the gifts are in operation. Attend a church that, like Freedom Church that believes in and models the gifts. Okay, uh, there's someone here that the Spirit of God's been dealing with that this is your home church but you haven't yet committed and it's time for you to commit. God's already been dealing with you. I'm not twisting anybody's arm. And Pastor Joe and Tessa didn't talk to me about this. But you need to commit. The pieces don't fit until you commit. And, and, and things are gonna start operating as you begin to serve. Just go to them and say, I believe that was God's word to me tonight, I'm supposed to commit somewhere, serve somewhere, and watch and see how things will start happening in your life. Amen? So, so you got to become familiar with the gifts. And then number three, and I'm just going to give you uh, two or three more points here. Make, make yourself available to the Holy Spirit. Just make yourself available. Lord, make me a, everybody say, Lord, make me a blessing today. See, when I come to church, okay, I'm not just coming to receive. We got to get rid of this consumer mentality. Get rid of this consumer thing. It's not about just me. Well, I'm not getting anything out of that church. You know, I'm not getting, I didn't get anything today. Well, have you given anything? That's the problem. You're just so stinking full of yourself. Just all self-absorbed. It's not about you only. Now, sure, God wants to bless you, but are you making yourself available? Every time my wife and I come to a service, anytime I meet with, we meet with one person, anytime, every day, Lord, make me a blessing today. And then, I'm, then I make myself available to the Holy Spirit. And then what happens is, man, boom, he starts speaking to me. Uh, shows me somebody to pray for. Tonight he showed me to go pray for Luda and, and just and, and bless her. And, and, and I mean, it's while you're, I, I'm available, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? What do you want to say? Who do you want to touch? Who do you want to minister to? How many of you are available? Guys, I'm telling you, this is where it's at is I'm available to you. So I'm preaching one Sunday morning. And, and, and I've, I've made the decision, Holy Spirit, you're not just resident, you're president. And so whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter. So I'm preaching, man, I'm waxing eloquent as I can. 
And, and this interracial couple walks in the back of the church and sits down about two-thirds of the way in my message, Pastor Joe. You know, how rude of them. <laughs> so, man, I'm, I just finished my second point. And man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on a good, and, and I come back and I look at my notes. I didn't have an iPad. Then I just look at my notes and, and, and it's all blurred. I can't read it. I look at my Bible. I can't read it. Take my glasses off. It's worse. Now, now I can't even remember what I'm preaching about. I'm in trouble. Oh, Jesus. What do we do? Well, did I, did I say that I'm available to the Holy Spirit? Did I say, Lord, make me a blessing today? And so I can't read. I can't, I can't remember. So... I said, guys, let's stop here just a moment. I didn't tell them. I didn't tell the church. Let's stop here. Let, let's just lift our hands and worship God a moment. All I'm trying to do is make myself available to the Holy Spirit. And while we did that, the Lord said, I want you to pray for that couple that walked in. Well, I can't read. I can't remember. So what do I have to lose? You know, what do you have to lose? So I said, I said you know, this couple that walked in in the back, um, you know, I don't want to embarrass you guys, but could, could y'all just stand and let me pray for you. So it's a handsome young black man. And I, and, and I said, I just started to pray and there were two, two couples that were around them that, but they didn't even touch them yet. And I said, you know, the Lord's showing me that you, your parents have been praying for you. They're, they're strong Christians and they've been praying for you. And God says, you're a prince, you're a leader in the kingdom, but you've gone your own way. And the Lord said, if you'll come back to, if you come back to, to God, he's gonna bless you and make you a leader in the kingdom. And he starts shaking like this. Nobody touched him. He's just shaking like this. And then, then I said, and ma'am, uh, you've lost something very precious to you. And I mean, I never met him. And you lost something very precious. And the Lord said, if you'll turn your heart to him, he will restore all that. Well, she fell in the floor in a puddle of tears. And how many of you know my message was over, but the ministry had just begun? Yeah. Well, come to find out this was, these, were, these guys had, had uh, they, were hard, they were hardcore heroin addicts who had almost overdosed the night before. They got up and they said, we're gonna give God one more chance. They saw our sign on the billboard on the highway. It took them 45 minutes to find us. Uh, <clears throat> John and Robin know where our church is. And so they, they came in the church. It's a little bit, it's right off the highway, but it's not easy to find. So they, they, but they came and, they, and when they came, God stopped me. I couldn't read, I couldn't think. And because he wanted them to get set free. And, and they were, uh, now their names, real names, it's in the book, but their real names are Espy and Susan. Espy um, was, Espy had to go get cleaned out at a, a, a Christian halfway house. And then um, and Susan, that was her name. Uh, and, and his parents were Baptist deacons that had been praying for him. And Susan got saved Got, they both got saved. I, I, he came back to the Lord, got filled, filled with the Spirit. They ended up getting married. Six months later, 
her daughter, Sonny, she had lost because of drug abuse and, her, and God restored that marriage. Now listen, here's the rest of the story. Rest of the story is that now, did they need the word? Yeah, well, they got discipled in the word and they became the greatest evangelist that our church ever had. Now, here's the point. The point is, it wasn't the word that brought, drew them in, it was the gifts. Are you hearing me? Sometimes people, it, it's the gifts of the spirit. And what if I would have just pressed through and just, you know, preached my, I, would, I don't know what I would have preached because I, <laughs> I, I couldn't read. But if I would have just said some words instead of letting the spirit of God move. Guys, if you want the move of the spirit, if, we, if, if you want to be activated, we, we've got to make ourselves available to the spirit of God and let him interrupt us. How many of you are willing to be interrupted? Amen. Praise God. Then number four, and I've got the airport in sight. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna land here soon. But you've you got to attack, attack with a vengeance, pride and fear. Amen. You've got, if you're, gonna, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna be activated in the gifts, you've gotta, with a vengeance, you have to attack pride and fear. Because, you know, pride, you know, well, uh, what are they gonna think of me? You know, if you really knew how little they thought about you, you wouldn't worry about what they... <laughs> Who are they thinking about? <laughs> They're thinking about themselves. Well, or, or you know, well, well what, if I, what if I miss it, you know? You just did. <laughs> so my wife, she's real prophetic. Hi, honey. <laughs> I think she's watching. Who knows? I love you, sweetheart. Anyway, <laughs> she's real prophetic, so... She'll pray and, and she, she'd pray over our church family and God would show her to do things. And so she gets up one day and she said, well, the Lord told me we had, we had three or four millionaires in our church. And so she said, and this millionaire's wife, he said, uh, she said, God told me to go, I need to go to her house and, and I'm supposed to bring her toilet paper, light bulbs and a roast. I said, Honey, could you it's could could you just forget the toilet paper? <laughs> take the roast, take the light bulbs. But no, God said toilet paper. He said that first. <coughs> My pride was trying to stop, and so I, all right, honey, go go, give her all the toilet paper you want. I don't care. Anyway. So she goes, and she goes to the store, and she goes and knocks on the door. And, and I mean, she didn't know, I didn't, we didn't know if she was going to be there. And she, she was there. She had been, she'd been sick for three days and didn't tell anybody. And she answers the door, and Janice says, well, God spoke to me to come bring, bring you a toilet paper, light bulbs, and roast. And she says, oh, Jesus loves me. Oh, he knows where I'm at. Oh, you know, I, I've been sick for three days and we just ran out of toilet paper and, and this is my brand. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I needed some light bulbs and I didn't have anything for my, to cook for dinner tonight. And you brought the roast and, and, and Jesus loves me. He's thinking about me. Man, is that awesome? Yes. Well, Janice just took the risk. 
and I had to kill my pride. (laughs) Guys, if we want the gifts of the Spirit to move, if we want to activate, if we want to see signs and wonders, you got to attack pride and fear with a vengeance. It's stopping you. It's stopping the miracles. Who gives a rip what people think about you? Just if you get an impression from the Lord, act on it as if, if, if it doesn't violate the word. What do you have to lose? What if, what if she hadn't been sick and she didn't need any of those things? It still would have blessed her. Yeah. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Praise God. You can bring me toilet paper if you want, but... Not, but just not guys. You don't, don't, don't bring. All right. <laughs> anyway, and finally, um, uh, I, I, I want to take just probably five or ten minutes here to talk to, to talk about. Uh, you, we need to understand. It's in my book. We need to understand the primary flows of the Spirit. Okay, John seven, uh, verse thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Um, let me. Turn there. John 7, 38 and 39. Jesus, verse 37, on on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or out of his belly will flow. Everybody say, say flow. Rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit whom those believing on him would receive. And so when he's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit here, and he said, out of your belly, out of your heart will flow. The Holy Spirit wants to flow. Okay, in John 4, the work of the Spirit in the new birth is a well in you. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is rivers of living water flowing out of you. And he said, out of your, out, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, if you connect that if you connect John 7, 38 and 39 with Ezekiel 47, 9. Ezekiel 47, 9. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be very great multitude of fish because the waters go there, but they'll be healed and everything will live where the river goes or wherever the river flows. So if you connect those together, If you'll follow the flows of the Spirit, everywhere the Spirit flows, there's going to be life and healing. Everywhere it flows. And so the the two primary flows of the Spirit, number one is compassion. How many of you ever had compassion rise up in you toward somebody? Has that ever happened? If if it hasn't happened, you're not born again. Okay? Because Because out of your... Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, but the first flow of of the Spirit is a flow of love. Matthew 14, 14, Jesus was moved with compassion. How many of you have ever been moved with compassion? Look, when compassion is rising up in you, if, if, if he's moving through you towards someone, then move with it. What do we do if the Spirit of God's moving in us? Move with it. How many of you, how, some of your theme song is I shall not be moved. <laughs> if, if the spirit of God is moving, 
move with it. And, and so, so you, you, you follow the, that flow of love. He said, he said in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, pursue love, that flow of love. I, I mean, how difficult is it? This is so easy, elementary. Again, how many of you had that flow of love? Move, flow with it. So my youngest son, Jeremiah, he's a worship leader. He's been here at Karis leading worship before. He's a worship leader in Houston, Texas, or Katy, Texas. When he's seven years old, everybody say seven. seven. So when he's seven years old, he's over at his friend's house. His friend was named David. And he was playing at, in David's room. And Jeremiah heard, well, for, well he told me later, uh, he confirmed this later. I just talked to him a couple years ago and he said, yeah, dad, I had a vision. Seven years old. I saw Ariel, his little, David's little brother, Ariel, in a high chair in the kitchen, fall back and, and hit his head on a hard tile floor. It wasn't vinyl. It was a hard tile floor they had in their kitchen. And, and so, and then he heard Go, go stand behind Ariel. And, and he, came, he, he got up, left playing. Seven years old. He left the room playing, John. And he walked into the room, walked into the kitchen. And, and, and David and Ariel's mother had left the kitchen. And, and, he, and he walk, as he walked in, the little boy, it was about a year and a half, he kicked the table in front of him and the high chair started to fall back. And Jeremiah was right there to catch him. And he came home to tell us, seven years old. I said, Jeremiah, how did you know that was the Holy Spirit? He said, I thought for a second, Dad, and it wasn't a selfish thought. Guys, how difficult is it if the love of God is rising up in you towards somebody that we just move? Move. Look at your neighbor, say, move. Move. Move, and and it's 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 that it's not that difficult, guys. Then then the second primary the second primary flow is the flow of light. Now the flow of light can come a lot of different ways. It's it can come through a it can come through a, a somebody preaching the word. Uh, it can come through a, you're just reading the Bible and 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 revelation comes. It can come through more often than not. It's an impression. You know, it's just an you know, impression, go do something. And, uh, and, and it, as long as it doesn't violate the Bible, you know, if, if light comes, okay, uh, and, and uh, God, 1 John 1, 7, God is light. And then it says in 1 John uh, 1, 8, if, if we'll walk in the light as he's in the light, we'll, ha we'll uh, have fellowship with one with another. And that word fellowship there means the word distribute or contribute. How many of you want something to distribute or contribute to people? Walk in the light. Walk in the light. What light do you have? It, it, and usually it's just an impression. But the problem is we got fear and pride standing in the way and we're sitting on our hands playing it safe. And, and I'm talking about activating you, okay? And so... So I'm driving, several year, years ago, I was in business. I was driving down uh, Beech Nut Street in Southwest Houston. And we had traffic. 
And so I pulled off. I knew the shortcut and through, because I've been there before and I've, I, I took the shortcut. And when I, I was driving on Beechnut Street and I turned and, and, uh, and was on this street, on the left, there were some apartments. On the right was, uh, a, they called them in Houston, bios. There were creek. Okay, it was a creek that was, had concrete sides to it, but there was a, there was a rock, grassy knoll there, which is, I noticed it because there's not any hills in Houston, except the overpasses. It's just flat. And so, but, but there's this grassy knoll, and this, and this guy, long hair, he looked like, you know, looked like a drug guy, and he was on one knee, and he was like this. And I'm thinking, that's strange. And so I'm driving, and I heard, go join yourself to that man. And, and I thought for a second, I said, you know, and I was very young in the things of the Spirit. I said, no, nah, Lord, you know, I'm not a redneck, but I don't have, I'm not, I've never used drugs. I don't have a ministry to druggies, you know. It's like, it's not hippies, it's not my deal. And so I'm driving out, driving out, and, I, and then I heard again, Josue, I said, go join yourself to that man. And, and I said, Lord, I told you. Now, I've learned since then to say, yes, Lord. But anyway, I, you know, I was, I was young. And I said, Lord, I, t- I don't have a minute. He said, I said, go join yourself to that man. So I said, Lord, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you I don't have ministry to hippies. And so I pulled around, parked in, parked in the parking lot by the apartments, walked over there on the grassy knoll. I walked up to, to him and I said, hey, my name is Greg. Uh, I just wanted to come and tell you that God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. And he just stared at me. And I, I said, I, I told you, Lord. I'm gonna get... <laughs> but while I've got a hold of his hand, <laughs> I heard tell him, I know that he just lost his job. And tell him, I know he just got his car repossessed last night. And tell him, I know that he just got evicted out of those apartments across the street. I said, oh, Jesus. (laughs) But then I thought, what do I have to lose? I've never met the guy. So so I kind of chickened out a little bit. And I, I just asked the question instead of telling him. I said, I said, did you, did you just lose your job? Then tears start coming down his face. And he said, I said, did you, did you just get your car repossessed? And now big crocodile tears coming down his face. And I, now I got bold. <laughs> and, I, and, I said, and I said, you know, the Lord's telling me that you just got evicted out of those apartments across the street over here. And he said, how'd you know that? And then he showed me, he showed me that he was, he showed me that he had a, a hole in his jeans before holy jeans were fashionable. And, and he'd, he'd just got out of the hospital. He'd fallen, he was in construction. He'd fallen off a roof and he, and he had surgery on his knee. And when he got back, he lost his job. And he, last night he got his car repossessed or that, that night before. And then, and then the, he just got an eviction notice out of, of his apartments. And he said, I walked over, over here when I got the eviction notice and I said, God, if you're real, show me that you're real. If you're, if you're, not, if you're not real, I'm going to take my life. Well, 
Praise God. Uh, how many of you know that's better than a sharp stick in the eye? Then, then, then Billy, his name was Billy. Then Billy going into eternity without Jesus. Well, Billy got saved. Billy got healed. Billy got a job. And Billy got Janice's car. Praise God. And now don't worry, Janice got another car, okay? But listen, guys, that, listen. Uh, and and, and he, he, we took him to, that's when we were going to Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, when John Osteen was a pastor. And, and he got connected in there. And, and man, I mean, his life totally turned around. And listen, guys, it wasn't because I preached the word to him. Now, did he need the word? Did Billy need the word? Yeah, and he, and he, but he never would have heard Brother Osteen's messages if somebody wouldn't have taken the risk to follow the flow of the Spirit. Now, here, here's the point, guys. There are so many Billies out there. There's so many Susies out there. There's so many people out there. There are lost people that are scared out of their wits. They don't, they don't have peace. They don't have joy. They don't have life. They don't have Jesus they don't know the word, and we're sitting on our hands. This is not a condemnation. It's just an encouragement. Guys, they're not going to know if we don't tell them. They're not going to know if we don't, well, if we don't demonstrate the, the move of the Spirit. I mean, how difficult is it to just go up to somebody and say, hey, could I pray for you? Amen? How many of you is the Spirit of God speaking to say, Lord, I'm, I'm available? I'm a, if God, I mean, I, I'm not asking you to lift your hand unless God's speaking. If God's speaking to you, I say, Lord, I'm available. I'm available. You can use me. You can use me. If, that, if that's you, stand up. If that's you, God's, God's speaking to you, so I want you to stand up. In Jesus' name. So there's some kind of, is it Mandy? Mandy, there's some kind of powerful ministry that God has for you, okay? Uh, and it, and it's, it's, it's to help hurting people, wounded people. God, God, God's going to heal brokenhearted people through you. And, and God's going to give them purpose uh, through you. He's going to help revision and refocus people. I don't know how it is. I don't know if it's going to be a podcast or something that God's going to use you with that you haven't given yourself full permission to walk in because, because you're, not, you're not in a place of perfection yet in your mind, okay? Well, uh, join life, Mandy. <laughs> that doesn't happen until we get to heaven. Now you're perfected in your spirit, but in your mind you haven't given yourself a permission to succeed. And the, Lord, and the, and the Lord's telling me to tell you that, that he's, he believes in you, he trusts in you, and he wants you to step out. You step out of the boat. Well, I'm not telling you to do things outside of a, uh, what, God's, what God's shown you to do, but he trusts you. You need to step out, girl, because, because God's gonna use you. And you don't have to be perfected or reach all of your goals yet in the natural. What you gotta do is say, all right, God, you can use me. You can use me right where I am. In Jesus' name, Father. We just bless her. We bless her and free her uh, to, to agree with you that you trust her in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Nate, uh, you are a powerful, you're just a powerhouse, okay? But I'm telling you, you've been playing it too safe. I'm telling you, you're playing it too safe, dude. All right? You got so much on the inside of you and you need to step out. The gifts of the Spirit are gonna start operating in you and you need to step out. It's gonna shock you and shock people around you. But you need to step out in the name of Jesus. Father, we just release uh, the gifts of the Holy Ghost in Nate, in Jesus' name. Signs, wonders, and miracles. You're made for signs, wonders, and miracles. You're made, your ministry's made for more. More, 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 more. More, Nate, than what you've been, what you've been giving yourself permission to do. Get, you, you, you're really good about you're really good about coloring inside the lines. It's time for you to get outside of the lines. Nate, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Shake him up, Lord. Shake him up, Lord. Shake him up, Lord. Shake up. Uh, uh, break, that, break that tradition in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and thank him. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you. We thank you can use us, Lord. Father, we're available. Just say, Lord, I'm yours, God. You can use me, Lord. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Healing in Jesus' name. Praise God. Uh, Jeff and Autumn, listen. You, you guys are awesome people. You got amazing character, okay? But you had not seen yourself speaking the word like I'm hearing God say, you're gonna preach the word. You, you guys are both gonna preach the word of God. And God's gonna, because he trusts you with people, uh, signs and wonders are gonna, fo- are gonna follow the word of God. And then you're very accurate in your discernment. And, and words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits is gonna start operating in you in, in a more prolific way. But you've got, you've got to take the risk You've got to step it up, step out, and then miracles, signs, and wonders are, are going to start happening through you, just like popcorn. It's going to start popping in Jesus' name. So, Father, we just release that in them. We just release, uh, Father. They're going to preach your word in Jesus' name, and 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 the miracles, signs, and wonders are going to are going to flow through them as as the gifts, uh, as they yield to the gifts, and just uh, take that step out. And, and minister to people in Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I just, I just hear he, man. I just hear healing, man. Healing, 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 healing. And then there's, uh, there's people. Autumn. A lot of people are going to be healed from broken hearts through you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. John, John, and Robin. You guys are awesome people. You got. You've been faithful, 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 faithful. Faithful, 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 faithful. You got it? You've been faithful. Okay, listen, okay? You've been faithful to sow. You've been sowing. You've been sowing. You've been sowing. You've been sowing. The Lord said this is the time for reaping. You sow in tears. You sow in tears and you reap in joy. You reap in joy. This is the time for you guys to rejoice because your harvest is coming in. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the harvest. Father, you see their faithfulness. And and Father, you said a faithful man or woman 
abounds with blessings. And a faithful man or woman is Second uh, Timothy two two is uh, receives increased enablement. And uh, you said you you give uh, uh, Father you make you you make the uh, faithful able. And then Lord, uh, you said that in Second Timothy two seven that also you give them understanding in all things. Great harvest is coming your way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. This precious couple right here. All right. Uh, Y'all join hands. God's got his hand on your lives. And uh, man, you guys are destined for greatness in the kingdom. There's great ministry. Uh, Man, you you know, you guys, you guys got the gift of a pastor on you. And man, you guys are going to lead the body of Christ. You're going to raise up many disciples, train up many leaders. And, and I see a network of churches operating under you. And no, I don't know. I mean, it could be freedom churches, okay? I just know there's, there's a network of churches that God's going to give you oversight of and uh, because you guys have been faithful as well. And, it, and the blessings on you, on your marriage, and the fruit of your womb is blessed, girl. In Jesus' name, uh, just, just wait a year or so, okay? It's good to just get to know one another and all that and, and hang out, but I just see your family is blessed in Jesus' name. Let's just lift our hands and thank Him. Praise God. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Thank you for listening. If this message blessed you, please subscribe and share this with a friend. You can tune back in next week for another great message from Freedom Church.